Hey, Saints, I'm going right back on. You see, as you can see, the enemy had a way of fighting us with this, you know, tried to cut it off. So you know what I think I'm going to do? I think that we're going to just continue. I just wanted to make a couple of points, but I am going to finish this article. I am going to continue with the article because you know what? I believe firsthand that that article ruffled some feathers. I believe that article struck a nerve. So I'm going to go to a couple of scriptures, and then I'm going to get right back into what God is calling us to do, and that is to tell the truth. So let's go to Revelation, okay, Revelation chapter 2, and let's look at verse 18. Revelation 2 and 18. Tell you, boy, the devil. Okay, so let's look at Revelation chapter 2, and let's look at verse 18. Okay, and it says, And unto the angel of the church of Thyatira, now you know that this is his letter to the seven churches. It says, And unto the angel of the church of Thyatira, write these things, uh, saith the Son of God, who hath his eyes like unto a flame of fire, and his feet are like fine brass. He says, I know thy works, and charity, and service, and faith, and thy patience, and thy works, and the last to be more than the first. So as you can see, this is a hardworking church. This is a church that's doing everything that God says. But as we talked about before, the devil is a corrupter. The devil looks for a small percentage to work his way in that he can do real damage. And we are going to get back to that article because you know what? If it struck a nerve, then that's what you guys need to hear. So anyway, he says, he says, notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess. So you know that Jezebel died years ago. Okay, so this is just Jezebel, you know, the spirit, and it's in the churches. And this is another seducer that spreads a lot of lies and gets people into things that is not according to the will of God. You know, but it says, this woman Jezebel calls herself a prophetess to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. So as you can see, there's a lot of seducers in the pulpit today that intend to take you away from the truth and gospel, the true gospel of the Lord, to try and ensnare people to go outside of what God wants. Look at verse 21. He says, and I gave her space to repent of her fornication, and she repented not. So they're not just talking physical fornication, guys. There is a spiritual fornication that people get into, and you know, when you get into false doctrine, when you fall in love with the world, when you are, um, you know, intimate with the world and not with God, you're a fornicator, you're an idolater, you're an adulterer, all of these terms that go against the will of God. Okay, so let's look at this. And he says, he gave her space to repent and she repented not. He says, behold, I will cast her into a bed and them that commit adultery with her, 
into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds. So as you can see, whomever you allow to preach to you, whatever doctrine you follow, if you allow yourself to be enticed by a false prophet, what will come your way will be God's judgment. You know why? Because we all have a Bible for ourselves. What most cults try and entice people to do is, as I spoke to a young Jehovah Witness this morning, but they tell you how to read the Bible, how to interpret the Bible, do not study yourself and go in line with what they tell you to do. This is how the devil works. Hey, Sister Latoya, I am gonna push through, you know, because we've got no other option now. There are so many souls that need to be saved. Thanks for coming back on. So he says that they would be judged just like those who have, um, you know, followed the Jezebel spirit. Verse 23 says, and I will kill her children with death and all the churches shall know that I am he which searcheth the reins and hearts and I will give unto every one of you according to your works. He says, but unto you, I say, and unto the rest of Thyatira, as many as have not this doctrine and which have not known the depths of Satan, as they speak, I will put upon you none other burden. So you see, there are depths to Satan. I've got this thumbnail that I'm, I might share in the description box, but it says to the people, so many people have imagined Satan to look like this, with red, with, you know, all red with horns, looking like a dragon. But they said, what are people going to do when the devil shows up looking like this? And it looks like an angel of the Lord, like an angel of light. You see, we can't afford to trust in our senses. We've got to trust in the will of God if we are going to get through. Because if we rest in our senses, the devil will kill us softly. So he says, but that which uh, ye have already, that which ye have already, hold fast till I come. And he that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end. He says to him, will I give power over the nations and he shall rule them with a rod of iron and the vessels of a potter shall they be broken in shivers even as I received of my father. And I will give him the morning star. He that have an ear, let him hear what the spirit saith unto the churches. So what was the Lord even saying to the church of Thyatira? Don't allow yourself to be seduced with false prophets in this Jezebel spirit. You better cling to God in everything that he wants. Because like I said, the devil, he's very subtle in his motion and his whole goal is to destroy. Okay, let's look at uh, Colossians 2 and let's look at verse eight. We're about to close. Colossians 2 and eight. Colossians 2 and 8, look at what it says. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the traditions of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Notice how the world and Christ do not run together. Hey, Sister Tara, as you can see, beware that men will spoil you through their philosophy and their vain deceit. After who? 
the traditions of the men, after what? The rudiments of the world, but not after Christ. He says, for it, and ye are complete in him, which is the head. They cut us off again. Okay, are you guys still on or have you been cut off? Okay, so anyway, it says, you know, and um, for him, like all the fullness of Jesus is in the Godhead bodily. And then it says, and ye are complete uh, in him, which is the head of all principality and power, and whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made with hands and putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God who hath raised him from the dead. And you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having given you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. So as you can see, hey, Sister Teresa, I didn't even know you were on tonight. But as you can see, Jesus took everything that we would ever be enticed with, every illness we would have, every sin that we have committed to the cross, okay? And then it says in verse 15, and having spoiled the principalities and powers, he made a shoe of them openly, triumphing over them in it. So you see, when Jesus became victorious, he wasn't just victorious for us. He also proved to the devil and his angels, hey, brother Sal, he also proved to them that he was the Christ, that he would do what he set out to do. And you see, if we be in him, he wants us to be overcomers of all sin, all things that we would endure. And he will strengthen us to be overcomers because that is what the Lord came for. So he says in verse 16, let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of an holy day or of a new moon or of Sabbath days. So a lot of people will try and turn you back to the old Mosaic law. You must keep the Sabbath. You must do this. You must do that. Paul is saying, don't let any man judge you according to this, because, you know, with the spirit of the Lord, there is liberty. Now, when it says holy days, they're talking about the seven sacred annual feasts of the old covenant. They're not talking about holidays that people are engaged in today, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. So he says, let no man beguile you of your reward in the voluntary humility and worshiping of angels, intruding into those things which he hath not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind. That's why, guys, we must stick with the gospel, because you see the whole new age religious system is based on this. This voluntarily, you know, voluntary humility of worshiping angels and crystals and energies and you know, all this stuff where the Bible tells us, test the spirits that they may be of God. So don't allow yourself to be beguiled. God has given us the Holy Spirit 
and he has given us his word. And if we seek a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, the Holy Ghost will not allow you to be deceived because there's a lot of doctrines out there puffed up by men's fleshly minds, which are bringing people to hell by the millions. So look at verse 19, and not holding the head from which all the body by joints and bands, having nourishment ministered and knit together, increasing with the increase of God. It says, wherefore, if ye be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why as though living in the world, are ye subject to ordinances? So you see that? Why do you still go according to the course of the world if God has set you free from the rudiments of the world? I'm not talking about working, but you see many of us today agree with the devil when they tell you that homosexuality is okay. They wanna cut something off, cut this off, because I'm giving them the truth. But you see, a lot of Christians have been enticed to believe homosexuality is okay, that we ought to love one another, never speak of sin. A lot of people believe prosperity gospel is the real gospel. There's even pastors telling their congregations that abortion is okay because it's legal and we ought to obey the laws of the land. You believe this garbage? But this is what the devil is doing, killing us softly. You see, he got you to believe that an embryo wasn't even alive. Then he got you to believe that a fetus, as long as you get it before it becomes a baby, you're good. Now you can kill a child in the womb up to nine months. This is how he kills us softly. What happened to mothers? What happened to these women? What happened to these people? They have become desensitized by the lying words of the devil and the traditions and desires and lust of the world. They have been convinced that abortion is not murder and it's a woman's right to choose when it is a straight up lie. That's how he kills us softly. You guys even think about with all the babies aborted, how many people could have been here to help in society? How many people could have led other people to Christ? You see, this is something that I've committed in my life that I'm not proud of, but you know what I will do? I will give the Lord the glory that I am not that way anymore. He had to open my eyes and show me what I was that I can now see with a fresh perspective that he was just killing me softly. The Lord sobered me up and that's something that I'm gonna speak about till I die, that abortion is not okay, but this is how the devil can get you to kill yourself and enjoy it. So anyway, he says, touch not, taste not, handle not, which all are to perish with the using after the commandments of doctrines of men, which things have indeed a shoe of wisdom and, and will worship and humility and neglecting of the body, not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh. So what is he warning us against? The satisfying of the flesh. Read James three in your spare time, guys. Let's go to Jude one, you guys wait for me there. I'm gonna get back into this article because you know what? We struck a nerve and the devil wanted to cut it off. Look at, uh, this is the fifth one. 
It says, now is the time to introduce and correctly understand Jesus loves you. Herein is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. The cross is God's unique demonstration of love. The cross reveals both to the extent of man's gloom and God's inexhaustible love and faithfulness. Jesus the Messiah took both mankind's sin and sin's punishment upon himself at the cross of propitiation. Jesus became sin, 2 Corinthians 5 and 21, for the rebels, for the wicked, for those that blasphemed him. He paid the penalty for creatures that were utterly undeserving and could in no way return the favor. This is love. It says this is six. Finally, one may wonder why the theological drift and gospel proclamation. Why, why have we gone from the truth to be enticed unto lies? It says, what has caused the cessation of the law, sin and condemnation to be an integral part of the gospel message? Um, this is a fear and desire for acceptance. The title of this category speaks for itself. Many people cringe under the weight of the law and the burden of sin. Instead of repenting and placing their faith in Christ, they direct their conviction at the messenger who may quickly become unpopular. In many cases, if he remains faithful, it will cost him his popularity and perhaps his job. The minister has two choices. A, obey the spirit uh, and the word in the word that never disagree with each other, or B, buckle under the fear and compromise of the integrity of the gospel. This is B, the affirmation of, of, of pressure of, of for affirmation. The modern church is very concerned that everyone feels affirmed. It would be incredibly uh, unsettling in many modern churches for a man of God to preach on sin and the foundational doctrine of eternal judgment. It might not seem like a minister, like the minister is in touch with contemporary culture. And C is success. It says it follows that the biblical message of law, sin, and repentance may not translate into the church growth model. If the importance of numbers outweighs the integrity of the gospel, it may well follow that the gospel is jet setting uh, in favor of a um of a successful church, a growth model. So I also want to tell you guys this too, okay? Because we don't have time to get into it. That's how things work out sometimes. Guys, I pulled up. I know everybody loves Bath and Body Works. Bath and Body Works, it looks good, smells good, everything good about it. Well, a couple of days ago, I read an article on Bath and Body Works that I will put in the description box but you would never believe what they put in their lotions. You would never believe what they put in their wallflowers. You would never believe some of the things that they're doing. These are cancer causing um, ingredients that they're putting in people. So everybody loves to get Bath and Body Works. A lot of the makeups that women wear today are cancer causing ingredients. Okay, so these are the things 
that the devil will do when he kills us softly. I used to wonder when Sister Sarah and I used to do security and we would go in the Bath and Body Works and we would say, man, it smells real nice in here. But I began to wonder to myself, why, if this is the devil's kingdom, where he create a store where things smell so good, you know, that you pay people pay large sums of money just to be able to have. Now, you know, guys, it is to kill you softly. It is to kill you in a way where you can still smell good, where you can still feel good, but you don't even know that you're on your way to the grave and you're in bad health. This is the devil at his best. So I will put that article in the description box about the makeups. I'm not saying don't wear makeup, nothing wrong with looking nice, but you better do some research on what these things are and how you can be. Because the devil's plan is to destroy you. This is what Charles Spurgeon said, C.H. Spurgeon. He says, you are too delicate to tell the man that he is ill. You hope to heal the sick without their knowing it. You therefore flatter them. And what happens? They laugh at you. They dance upon their own graves and at last they die. Your delicacy is cruelty. Your flatteries are poisonous. You are a murderer. Shall we uh, keep men in a fool's paradise? Shall we lull them into soft slumber from which they will awaken, uh, which they will awaken hell? Are we to become helpers of their damnation by our smooth speeches? In the name of God, we will not. Yes, Sarah. Okay, so if they mess with it, you know what? It's whatever, but praise the Lord. You guys understand what this whole thing is about? Read Jude 1 in your spare time about these filthy dreamers. We did a teaching over a year ago on Sound and Trumpet Ministries about filthy dreamers. But you see, it tells us that there will be many in Jude 1 that will separate themselves sensual, having not the spirit. We must cleave to the spirit of God, believe on Jesus Christ and everything that he says, that you and I may end up in the kingdom of God and not killing ourselves unto an eternal hell, which the devil is going to, and unto all those who decide to try and keep the message of God from getting out. You better repent. You think you won a victory by turning me off? You think you won a victory by eventually canceling this program? You better get right with God because every single sin that you commit, you will be judged. It's amazing how you got volcanoes spewing out lava from the center of the earth and people don't believe in hell. You see what the devil can make you believe? Man, I'm here to tell you guys, hell is real. You won't be able to sleep day or night. You better get right with the Lord. Instead of worrying about me, guys, you better be prayerful for your eternal soul because what I am going to do is pray for you. What sinister, wicked animals can desire to turn away that which man needs to be able to survive? Only the devil and his children. You better get saved. You better stop playing around. You better take heed to the words that are preached to you tonight. 
If you know you're not saved and nobody knows this more than you, you better give your life to Jesus Christ today while there is time. Repent of your sins, turn from your wicked ways, and God will set you free. If you confess your sins, our God is faithful and just to forgive us of those sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Our Lord Jesus Christ is able to keep us from falling, guys, but we must desire him and be one with him that he may protect you and yours, okay? So I just wanna say with that, guys, I love you. I'm Minister Derek Hallett of Sound the Trumpet Ministries, soundthetrumpetministries.com. Sister Sarah, you wanna pray for us tonight? Cause I'm about to lose my voice. Yeah. So if you want, you can pray. I'll get out the way, but like I said, I love you guys. Subscribe to the channel, share it, and we will do what the Lord says. So Sister Sarah, I don't know if you wanna be seen or you just wanna pray. It's up to you. All right, Sister Sarah's gonna pray, guys, and we're gonna close out from there. All right, guys, let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord God, in Jesus' name, I come to you this night, thanking you, Lord Jesus Christ, for the day that you've given to us. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for this time, Lord God, that although that the enemy tried to stop us, Lord Jesus Christ, you still get the victory this night, Lord Jesus, and through this teaching. Lord God, I just want to say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God Almighty, for all and everything that you've done for us. Thank you, Lord, for your grace and your love and your mercy and your long suffering and your patience upon our lives, Lord Jesus Christ. That, you know, Lord, we get our lives right with you before it's too late, Lord Jesus Christ, because you know, we're coming to into the end of days, Lord Jesus, but the end of days could also be our last day upon this earth, Lord Jesus, because we are not promised another day on this earth, Lord God. And the question, Lord Jesus Christ, that we need to have in our mind is that when we stand before you, what are you going to say about our life, Lord Jesus, as it plays out right in front of us? Yes, Lord. Lord God, are you going to say, enter into the kingdom, thy good and faithful servant? Are you going to say you just barely made it in? Or are you going to say to us, I cast you away from me. I never knew you, ye that worked iniquity. So, Lord Jesus Christ, we need to really know within our heart of hearts, are we going to make it into the kingdom of heaven? Have we done everything in our life, Lord Jesus Christ, to glorify you, Lord God? Yes, Lord. And, Lord God, I can honestly say within myself, I, I, I can't say that right now, Lord Jesus Christ. So this is something that even convicts my heart, Lord God that I need to continue to live for you, Lord Jesus Christ, to trust and believe in you with my heart of hearts, with my whole life, Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord God, we don't know what's going to happen in 2020. There's so many things happening, Lord Jesus Christ. I know yes, you're giving Lord. visions right now to the righteous and to the faithful, Lord Jesus Christ. But what do we do with those visions, Lord Jesus? Do we just store them in our, in our own lives or do we go out and proclaim the gospel to a lost and dying world that's going to hell? Billions of people are going to hell, Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, Lord. And Lord God, I, I want to ask and pray tonight because there are revivals going on in those persecuted countries of India. Lord Jesus, in China, those countries, man, they are on fire for you, Lord Jesus Christ, right now because they're in persecution. They know what they believe, Lord Jesus Christ, because they could die for it. So I pray, Lord God, that you give them the strength, give them the endurance, give them the fortitude to carry on and to do your will, Lord Jesus Christ, because they know what the gospel is all about. Yes, Lord. And Lord Jesus Christ, I pray, Lord God, that that fire that they have, we have it because that persecution is going to start here. 
It's already beginning in certain places, Lord Jesus. So I pray, Lord God, that we get strong in you now before that day happens. Because, Lord, when that day happens, we're not going to know how bad it's going to get, Lord Jesus Christ. We really don't know what's going to happen. The only thing that we know, Lord Jesus Christ, is that you're right and that you're true and that you're greater, Lord God, than all and everything that we are going through today. Our finances, Lord Jesus, if we're worried about paying our bills, we pray to you, Lord Jesus Christ, and we trust and believe in you, Lord God, with everything. And Lord God, I pray that we serve you and that we follow you because you're Jesus, because you saved our lives, because you died on the cross for our sins and, and no other attachments, no other strings. Yes, Lord. But that you saved our lives, Lord Jesus Christ. You made a way on that cross. Yes, Lord. And you sit at the right hand of, of the Father in glory and majesty. So yes. I pray, Lord Jesus Christ, that we live obedient and just and perfect lives for you, Lord God. In all that we do, that others be saved and that we be sanctified, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. I pray, Lord God, in all and everything that we do, it is to glorify and honor you, to follow you, Lord Jesus Christ, to get right with you, to make disciples for you, to bear fruit for you, that you, Lord God, can get a victory in us, that you, Lord Jesus, get all the praise, the glory, and honor that you deserve. Yes, Lord. In Jesus Christ, your most holy name I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> All right. So a couple of books here that have been mentioned um, that are good reads. Uh, the first one is The Organic Gospel by Gary Price and Maisha Hunter. It is a good read. I'm currently reading it right now. I'm in chapter five. Um, even if you believe and even if you know the word of God, this right here is a really good book to read. And it's a guideline. So you can get this at The Organic Gospel www.theorganicgospel.com dot net dot net www.theorganicgospel.net awesome and yeah. it's only 13.95 and then the other one is they overcame the second edition um i got to start reading this one but it is a short read it's got several testimonies in here of the lives that people live before they came to know Jesus Christ and what the Lord's done through them after they came to know Jesus Christ. And this book is by our, our very own coach P, uh, Jeremiah Poja. You can get this on lulubooks.com and it's only $7.99. So that's it for tonight. Do you want to close out with a few yeah, words? Okay. Close. Hope you guys have a good night. Love you all. Uh, good. So that's going to wrap it up for tonight, tomorrow night. Uh, we'll be at 7.30 um, p.m. Pacific time, 10.30 p.m. Eastern time, and it will be called I Am um, Poor and Needy, okay? It's going to be called Poor and Needy. So, okay, so uh, Sister Latoya, Sister Teresa, Sister Tara, Brother Sal, Brother Cord, uh, man, uh, Sister Latoya, Sister Tatiana, Sister Naima, I believe that there were others on tonight. Sister Melissa and um, 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 Brother John Adams and uh, Brother Joseph. And there were others that were on tonight. So, you know, if I've forgotten your names, I don't have them in front of me because some didn't tune in to the second message. But, you know, again, I love you all. Don't forsake your prayer closet. Spend time with the Lord. See you tomorrow night.